Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Hallelujah. Well, do you have a moment? Yes. I'm going to hurry up and have us read a verse or two of scriptures. That way you can sit down. So stay on your feet because you've been standing a while. And I feel for the multitudes. <laughs> International uh, prayer requests have been coming in all through uh, the uh, the weekend and um, they're going to be on our altar and we're going to agree together and see what the Lord um, will allow us to receive back in the form of feedback or testimony from the people of the Lord. Look at the 21st chapter please of the Gospel of John. John chapter 21. And I want to draw your attention to verses, um, verses 1, 2, and 3. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee. And to other of his disciples. Simon Peter says unto them. I go a fishing. They say unto him. We also go with thee. They went forth. And entered into a ship. Immediately. And that night. They caught nothing. Now look with me together please. At uh, verses 8 and 9. Then Jesus saith unto them. Children have you any meat. They answer him no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. They cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it in or draw it for the multitude of fishes. Now if we look down uh, please, as soon then in verse 9 is that correct? That was, that, those were verses 5 and 6, I think. Verse 9. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. And Jesus says unto them, Bring ye of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land, full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three, and for all there were so many, yet the net was not broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine, and none of the disciples um, durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then comes and taketh bread and gives them and fish likewise. I want to talk to you today about this very continuing relationship 
we have with the Lord, this privilege of gathering unto the Lord, or where we are gathered, there he is in our midst, and the same Lord with the same ability to do his own will. The same Lord, our Lord Jesus, with the same will. His will is to do his will. And, And since it is his will, then my job is to learn how to agree with what I cannot manufacture and agree with what is beyond me to accomplish. This is how you can have the longevity of decades of seeing the miraculous and never buying the t-shirt. Today is not another gathering. Today is the beginning of a brand new level of your Christian walk with God. So I want to talk about the privilege of gathering together unto the same Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus, the Anointed One, with His will, the will of um, God to be done on earth as it is in heaven, and with His power to perform His will beyond our ability to fish or to biz or to uh, minister or whatever it is we do. His presence with us supplies the extraordinary. So if I was going to talk about the message today, I would call it the one, the son, the children, and the catch. Lift the Bible above your head. This is the word of God. Come on like an army. Not an opinion, not human tradition, not subject to dispute or refutation or debate. He's alive. He said, I believe and that settles it. He is who he said he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have and today I can do what he said I can do well if you can't set the Bible down and give the Lord the greatest shout of praise you've ever allowed to ascend out of the Glory, 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 glory. You may be seated. I love you. We love you, And um, the faith of the Lord activates an immediacy in your life. Two things that are really one thing if you're willing and obedient. They're one thing. They're one thing. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. If you will, God's best to happen to you. And then accept that his report is so. Before you see an outcome or a confirmation, 
then what God said will happen to you while you sit there. God will heal you. God will renew you. God will justify you. God will vindicate you. God will uplift you. The Lord will revive you. He'll bless every aspect of your life. And so, so I wanted to, to let you know that throughout the weekend and especially last evening prior to midnight and throughout about four or so in the morning communication with the Lord um, has been ongoing with my heart and it's very important to know something about this miracle as we talk from now on because this miracle as I mentioned in previous sessions three of them I mentioned that it's very important to remember that when the Apostle John wrote his gospel, it was late in the first century. So in other words, Christ was almost uh, 65 years, 60 years, whatever, ascended. Now that doesn't mean there was no word. That meant that the Apostle John, although he is the author of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and, and the book of Revelation, he was directed by the Holy Spirit to hold back. And when he released his gospel, he put in there to the body of Christ. How many of you here are the church? Yeah. He put in there for us in irrefutable scripture, some of the the report of the gospel, but then some of the very things that were maybe missing or not quite as reported on in Matthew and Mark and Luke. And this is the very important miracle where he says that the Lord Jesus revealed himself or made himself known on this wise. Now, I don't know about you, but I really believe that the greatest teacher is God. Let me go over it. I really believe that God says that the only teacher that's a good teacher is God. And he says in the scripture, and they shall all be taught of God. And so although the Lord moved upon holy men and, 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 they, and humanity was moved by the Holy Spirit... And scripture came not at any time or prophecy came not at any time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved or carried away. Do you understand that? Inspiration. Glory be to Don't ever think the word of the living God is just something you hear. The word of God will lift you. The word of God will fuel you. The word of God will sustain you. The word of God will deliver you. The word of God will raise the dead. The word of God will heal the sick. The word of God will deliver the captive. So they were moved and we were moved by the Holy... Excuse me. We, we were moved by the Holy Spirit. And I say we because the, the God community under the old covenant. Moved by the Holy Spirit. God chooses, anoints people. None of them is God. None of them are God. So when they spoke and we have their books, that's, they're not God. But they were moved by God. If God can move you, God can use you. 
But the Lord said something. He said they will be all taught of God. And then the word became flesh. And the word according to John was in the dateless past from eternity. The word was with God and the word was God. And so the original language is also and God was the word and the word became flesh. So God became a human or put on a body. God became humanity fully and stayed divinity, com- divinity completely. Amen. Hallelujah. He became fully humanity so he can convey to you and I what no man can give us. Now I want to go too fast here. I want you to give somebody a high five and say this is a good time to have a miracle. Isn't that right? And so when the Lord Jesus was teaching, no, we understand he chose to teach according to the gift of the Holy Spirit. But we also understand that he was given the spirit or had the spirit without measure. So at any moment, he can switch on and know everything in an individual's life. My point is this, that no one has ever lived before or after that can teach better than the Lord. I'm going to say it over here because some people are not sure. No one before Jesus and no one after Christ ever taught better than Christ. You know what he said? He said it's enough for the servant to be like their teacher. So notice I said nobody's taught better. Well what did Jesus do? Did he become a man and leave us? Under the level we were in? In the old covenant dispensation? Or did he lift us? To the level that he revealed himself into in that account. And, and, and so when, when, when I'm going to go back to that. Do you understand? He revealed himself not only as, oh, I'm risen from the dead. The grave is empty. He revealed himself in like, oh, you can't get that fish in your ship after I gave you a command. Well, that's going to be the inheritance of every generation that can believe me for a harvest of souls from every nation under heaven. And he reveals himself. Isn't that right? He reveals him. And, I, and we talked about the ladder. We talked about the connection And uh, between heaven and earth. Because this prayer. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. It's not a prayer pointing to someday in the future. It says give us this day. Now I know that when when he sets up his kingdom. It will be perfectly with ease. Without the fight of faith. But I'm talking about right now. I don't need God later. You don't need salvation later. You don't need help tomorrow. You need God today. And, 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 and I cannot, I cannot say, well, Lord, I've got every right to doubt you today, but I have faith that you're coming tomorrow.
You are living the most wonderful season and yet the shortest season that you will live. This life on earth is a wonderful opportunity to defy the laws of the natural, to defy the lies of the other. You understand about the laws of the natural? I'm not talking about being an outlaw. I'm talking about um, swimming upstream. I'm talking about living in divine health regardless of who's getting diagnosed with what I'm talking about. Prospering regardless of who's going through. I'm talking about allowing God to be revealed in your life. So so you're not going to be pulled by your enemy, your adversary, the one that hates you. You're not going to wither. You're not going to weaken. You're not going to wear out. You're not going to comply with those kinds of things that belong to the curse that's in the, in the, in the lives of those without an active covenant. You're going to say no. You, Dr. Robin told you the grace of God hit that captain out in the Atlantic. Well, if the grace of God can hit somebody like that, what can the grace of God, what can the faith of heaven, what can the hand of the Lord do in your life today? Lift your hands and shout hallelujah three times. You may be seated. Excuse me a little bit. I'm going to take you. Now, isn't that true? Thy hollow would be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Of course we believe in the imminent uh, return of the Lord bodily. But now we believe. Give us this day, this day. our daily bread. Amen. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. When? Tomorrow? Yeah. Forgive. And so, so I'll take you a little bit. You don't have to go there, but Judges, Book of Judges in chapter 13, very interesting uh, connection. I talked to you in the last sessions about, about some things that connected heaven and earth and that ladder that was set up in the open heaven. The ladder was Christ. Notice it, it, it's set up on earth. Notice where it's set up on. On earth. So God has been God forever. God's been God since before there was time created. <laughs> He's, and, and God the word. The word was with God in the dateless past before there was time created. And then he created all things. So I don't even want to get into theology, but you understand the word, the, the, the God, the Father, and, and God, the Son, or the Word, had an eternal relationship that way. Otherwise, you and I couldn't be chosen in Him before the creation of the world. But He, in His own all-knowing, chose a people that are compatible to Him. And we didn't exist yet. So he became the people. 
and then he supplied you shall be born again and and my, I'm going to stop for a minute and so Nicodemus said to him hey we know you're a teacher come from God no man can do these attesting miracles which thou doest that's the Greek except God be with him nobody can do these miracles except God was with him and Jesus said truly truly I say unto you except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven you have to be born from above you have to be born from the source when you're born of God you're in Christ when you're in Christ you're a new creature all things are passed away all things have become new you become a new creation Uh, wait wait compatible with God compatible with God so he nourishes us and, and builds us up and so we see that the, the word became flesh and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father. Remember the son, the only begotten of the, the son, the only begotten of the father. But then we know that he may be the firstborn among many brethren, the sons. Right? And so being born again, what? Not of corruptible seed, but of Shout that word out loud. Do you know the meaning of that word? Yes. Do you know the synonyms to that word? That means you're born of what doesn't fall apart. What does not wear away. What does not rust. What does not decompose. Stay in that, stay in that. Now remember, so when we saw the Lord, Christ Jesus our Savior, we didn't see only an example. We saw a destiny. We saw, we saw, we saw a redeemer. So remember, he's the only begotten of the Father. There's no one like him. Except him. That's why he didn't give somebody else. He gave himself. If he wanted to make us like somebody else, he would have given somebody else. But he didn't. He gave himself. And by doing so, he redeemed or he, um, he atoned also. So that's what, what, what atonement is. To pay for, pay for us, our sins to be washed away. He did that. He redeemed us. Do you, you understand? He did that. But in, in the account where he rose and appeared to us and ate with us, we saw our destiny. We saw what we're called to be changed into. We, we saw as if we were looking in a mirror. We saw that by his grace, by his ability, we can change to be more compatible with him. Not from the outside in, but by the indwelling of the almighty Holy Spirit, regenerating us from the inside out. Woo. Glory to God. So in this life while we're living, it doesn't matter if we live 175 years on earth. In light of eternity, 
in light of eternity before time was created that God would say you know I'm going to make me a people it's what he said according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world before time was created before the earth was laid down before the universe was created God had a plan it was greater than the angelic host God had a plan hallelujah glory be to God and, and, and so so it doesn't matter how, how our life could be on earth or in this life how many years and we believe in long life we believe in health we believe in the goodness of God right and if someone is going through symptoms or whatever we don't believe that they're losers I'm going to go over here. I said we, we pray for one another. We hold one another's hand. We believe God's best for one another. We're family. You understand? And so, but but we, we know the will of God for us is a particular thing. Just like if I could take a moment. We know that the will of God was to catch a harvest. And yet they went all night and caught nothing. But you know what they get? They get A for effort. Because here it is. You're still in Judges 13, right? But let's, let's go over here. According to the Apostle Paul, in his writings to the Corinthians, he chronologically lists the appearances of the Lord and who he appeared to. He starts with he appeared first to Kephas or Peter. In, in the gospels we see the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. You remember that? Jesus talking to us and then when the disciples saw him break bread, bless it and break it, they knew him. And when they ran to tell the, the, uh, the, uh, the other disciples in Jerusalem... The disciples, we said, yeah, we know he rose and he appeared to Peter first. Now, I heard you ask the question, no, he appeared to the women. We know that, but none of us then believed that. (laughs) Jesus appeared to the women first, but the disciples didn't believe it. That's what I read in the Bible. How many believe the Bible? Also, early church would not use illegitimate means to validate resurrection. And at that time, it was not a Jewish custom to accept the testimony of a woman unless there was evidence, you understand, otherwise. And this is why some of the disciples didn't pin down the, the, uh, and share primarily the, the, the vision of the women. Or the the women seeing the Lord. So it's very important. He appears to Peter the first day he he resurrected. So if you notice that guilt and that condemnation that Peter felt when he wept bitterly. When he denied the Lord had already been forgiven him. Here he is and he's got six other apostles with him. And he just says 
He just feels full of, you know, it's, everything is good. No condemnation. I'm going to go fishing. And what do the rest of us say? Okay. Some of my IMI students, you need to get an A for effort. You need to register today and have about six or seven people get on the same ship or plane or bus or train or automobile. That's, that's pretty good, right? He said, and immediately they got in, in the ship. Well, was it God's will for them to be in the ship? Obviously. Was it God's will for them to go fishing? Obviously. Was it God's will for them not to receive anything? No. But guess what? None of them were crying by morning. So sometimes you need a little patience. It's wonderful to sing when you're cashing the check. It's wonderful to sing when the when 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 the when the when the, uh, when the x-rays come back positive and you got a clean bill of health and, and when your relatives receive the Lord the bad part is when they think you're part of a cult the bad part is when they criticize you for going fishing the bad part is when you get persecuted for the word's sake you need to learn to sing in season and out of season because victory is not dependent See, faith does not see the fish when the fish get in the net. So unbelief says the net is empty. Faith says the lake is full. Now feel the power of the Holy Spirit. I bless your life. I bless your home. I bless your walk. Do you have a minute? Can I go up for a minute? I got two ladders. Ascending and descending on the son of man. Now, now the children of Israel at that time, about the 13th chapter of, um, of Judges, committed evil in the sight of the Lord, probably idolatry or whatever, or all, all of the idolatries that you could do wrong. And so, so the scriptures say that they were in a problem. They're 40 years kind of under the heel or the dominion of the uh, Philistines. Now that's like purgatory. You understand, that's kind of like, I know people say hell, but no, 40 years, you get out, it can outlive that. Thank God you don't have to go through that. But 40 years, you can outlive that. You don't have to give up on that. Right? But basically, that's hell on earth. For you to be the chosen of the Lord and be delivered over to the hands of your enemy. That's not God's will for you. 
I'm going to stop. God's will is not for you to be bound up by the economic disturbances or the hateful conditions or the divisions of humanity or the bigotry of mankind or the symptoms that try to run in your family. God's will is for you to rise up and throw those things off magnify the Lord in the land of it. You are more than a conqueror through Christ which strengthens you. He is with you always. He is with you always, even to the end of the age. It is his will to bless you. He will hold you by the hand. He will lift you up to another level. He will succor you. He will help you. He will sustain you. He will bless you. And so the Lord comes to the woman. You know, we're talking about um, Samson's mom and dad. It's very important. The 12th chapter or the 11th chapter, rather, of the um, the of faith, the 11th chapter where it talks about the heroes of faith, it says, what about time? Time fails us to mention Barak. You know, the different Barak. And uh, <laughs> I saw your eyes dart that time. <laughs> and it, you understand, it's, I'm talking about biblical. And then he goes on to say, and Samson. So, so right there, the 11th chapter of Hebrews Time failed to talk about Samson. What happened with Samson? Well, the people needed a, a deliverer. They needed a helper. At that time was the age of judges. And uh, God needed to get the good news over to somebody. So the angel of the Lord came and talked to a woman and said, Hey, uh, she was barren. She couldn't have any kids, right? They didn't have any children. The whole nation was in trouble. God has need of you. You're not born of God to shuck and jive. You're born of God to change our world together with the family of Almighty God. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And he tells her. He tells her. You're going to conceive, you're going to have a, you're going to have a child and uh, don't eat, don't drink alcohol, don't eat anything unclean, don't drink any strong drink, you know, this child will not be, uh, he, he will be a Nazarite, he will be sanctified, set apart for the service of the Lord. And so the woman runs and I'm looking at this because the Lord told me, go look at it and I'm, I'm going, my God, imagine you're out in the field. And, and you can't have any kids and you're married to your husband and, 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 um, and, and so and then an angel of the Lord or a man of God that's what she tells him appears to you and gives you that word and, and, and you run to your husband and you say I saw a man of God out there and a man of God out there and his face was glowing and he said to me ba 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 your first reaction would not be like oh a man of God let me go talk to him You have to understand that there are a people that have a hope on the inside, regardless of what's happening on the outside. God knows that on the inside of you, there is a desire to be used in a mighty way. I'm going to stop till somebody shouts. Hallelujah. And, 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 and dad, he, uh, she tells him and he says, he said, he said, wow, 
you know, he doesn't say, wow, but he, he starts praying alone. And he, and he asks the Lord to send the messenger again. And she's out there, this time sitting down in the field. And the man of God comes, the angel, and they don't know it's the angel of the Lord. Hit someone say, the angel of the Lord. See what he's doing and he's what he's doing he's depositing the gospel in a world that is bound up looking for one life that'll be fruitful so that somebody could break down some pillars and destroy the influence of Dagon somebody can run off with the city gate somebody Ma, 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 ma. Ma, 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 ma. You better rise up and say, I go to victory. I go to victory. I go to victory. I go to victory. Let your resolve rise up. I go in victory and I go to victory. And watch people say, we go with you. And, and look, you guys, the, the angel of the Lord comes to her and, and, and you know what? She runs, this time she runs to Manoah, her husband. She runs to him and she says, the man of God that came before came again. And, and, and so he goes with her. He walks up to the angel and he says, are you the man that spoke to the woman? He said, I am. He said, well, tell me about this thing. So the angel tells him. And so the man says, well, let me constrain you. Let me keep you here because I want to give you an offering. I, I want to cook a meal for you. I want to prepare a goat and cook a goat for you. You know? It's like he, he had his cookery. <laughs> it's the 13th chapter of Judges. And, and the angel says, even if you hold me back, the original language says, even if you constrain me or delay me, I will not eat of your food. It's different. That's a prototype of the finished work when Christ is willing to eat and drink with us. No longer is heaven another realm not accessible. But in Christ, heaven is accessible to every one of us who are called sons of God through our Savior, the Lord Jesus the Christ. Glory be to God. So although there is one only begotten, he's become the firstborn among many that through him we can become adopted into the Godhead and receivers of what we have in common with the Lord our Savior. Lift your hand and get healed, delivered, set free, revived, renewed, reformed. Filled with the power of God. And so said, I will not eat of your food. 
And he said, but if you will offer an offering, offer it to the Lord. If you'll offer a burnt offering, offer it to the Lord. And so Manoah says to him, what is your name? So that when your words come to pass, I like that man. Not if your words. I like him. Look, what's your name so that when your words come to pass, we can seek you out and, you know, acknowledge you. I'm I'm putting in today's language. And the angel of the Lord says, in the King James said, I believe, King James English translation, I believe. No, he didn't say I believe, I believe. (laughs) But he said, why do you ask my name seeing it's secret? But the original language said, um, seeing it's wonderful. And actually, it's beyond your comprehension. Why are you asking my name? It's beyond your comprehension. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And the scripture is clear. It says, for they did not know it was the angel of the Lord. It was an angel, but they didn't know it was the angel of the Lord. And so when they offered the burnt offering, and they put that offering on the altar, and the fire of that offering was going up, the angel went up in the middle of that fire. And when they saw that happen, Manoah fell down on his face and his wife. And he said, we're going to die because we saw God. And, and the woman, the woman, his wife, said to him, if God wanted to kill us, he'd have killed us by now. He would, he would not have received our offerings. He would not have given us promises. How many are glad that you know if God wanted to kill us, he'd have killed us already. But he raised us up together. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so the point is that the, the, the fire of the offering that was accepted served almost like a cloak so that two dimensions could be contacted by the messenger who came to deliver the truth. Now when we go to the shore with Jesus, and he walks with us for three and a half years. Remember what I said when I was over here? I said, there's not anybody that ever lived or that will live that's a better teacher than Christ. Smack somebody and say, wake up, you need this. Tell somebody, if you get to heaven as dizzy as you are, they might send you back. I've come to smack the dizzy off your life. So my point is Christ personally taught the 11 and of course the the 12th and the 13th. He taught 500 plus but you remember we had to decide between uh, Matthias and 
and, and justice. Isn't that right? Because Judas went out and hung himself. And he should have. Because if he didn't, maybe Peter would have killed him. I don't know. That was mean, wasn't it? No. Isn't that true? So, so 11 out of the 12 apostles of the Lamb were taught directly by the Lord. Now who in the world came up with the conclusion that the Lord left earth with them still being half-wits and yet still called Jesus teacher? Shoot, that's hopelessness for people like me because that means I'm forever stuck with half-wits. You know, I just have to join them and say, yeah, I'm waiting for the great catching away because we all need it. You need it to get the victory and I need it to get rid of you. I'm so glad you love me. No, 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 the word of God does not return void. God will not just give you a principle. He will give you power. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He will give you power. So, so here we are, and the mathematical, remember we talked about the mathematical value of 153. One is equivalent to the Hebrew confession, I am God. So that's about the Son, about God the Son, I am God. Ani Elohim. The 153, because here's what happened. Do you have any fish? No. Cast the net on the right side and you'll find that we enclosed, interestingly, 153 fish that weigh anywhere from 25 to maybe 75 pounds each. Just at 25 pounds, it would have been enough to give every apostle among the seven. 10 to 20 years retirement with a very, very upper middle class salary. And yet none of us stayed with the fish. All of us went to the Lord. So the catch wasn't what's in the net. That was the benefit of the call. The catch was fellowship with the King of Glory on the shores of church world. Glory be to God. When I know he's with me, there is no power on this earth. There's no opposition on this planet. And I know he's with me. I know what he sent me to do in your lives. I know that you're called to be the head, not the tail. You're going over, not under. I know it. I know that. I know that. So when, when, when. It also says, Beniel Elohim, children of Elohim. So the seven 
apostles. 153 means sons or offspring of God by new birth have experienced to come to the one and only Redeemer and eat of the same food, fellowship around the same table, glory be to God, and experience the same compatriotship without one side being contaminated or judged. Like the Lord saying, you know, like, it's powerful. It's happening right now. Where we're gathered there, he's what? It's happening right now. All I have to do is just reach out and receive everything he has for me. And I do it all the time. But I, do, I don't do it selfishly. I do it for the people of God. I do it for the saints in this nation. I do it for the saints in the earth. So that a generation that is like no other generation would rise up in authority and power and might and dominion. And in the name that is above every name, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, declare the good news and prosper whatever we set our hands to do. This is why I took the criticism of, uh, of, of people that did not want me to teach the gospel to the scholar as well as to the children. And so I have people, I don't want to start calling names, but I have people that when they started coming to year one of IMI, they couldn't read or write. They had no education. I have a lady that's probably gone home to be with the Lord now, has never received a certificate, never graduated from a school. So I had people that have followed my ministry for years, wanted to put on me thumbs so that I would pick and choose who would receive credentials even if they were preached the word of the living God. Just because somebody is learning how to read or write, where in the word does it say that Jesus turned away people that couldn't Greek it, Latin it, or Aramaic it? If I can preach him into you, I can lift you into him. I'm going to say it again. That was inspired. If I can preach it into you, I can lift you into him. Glory, glory, glory. And, and you know what happened after one or two years? People could write and read. People could read their Bible. People learned another language under the teaching of the word of God. Because when you get priorities straight, everything follows. I go a fishing, may keep you without any fish throughout the night, but the morning's coming. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you right now, it may be times of contradiction, but do not let your faith, do not let your patience be cast away because you have a just recompense of reward. The uh, the the uh, sons of God, son of God, sons of God, 
sons of God, the same 153. And it's the number of times that the name of God is used in the book of Moses. 153 times uh, the name of God is used. But also it's 153 species. Hit somebody. St. Jerome said it was a, it's a type of 153 species of fish that were around at that time typifying all ethnic groups having an opportunity to be part of that end time net that will not break. Are you ready? Are you ready? And, and, and so when, when we, we jump, we get to the shore, and I, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm not finished with it. We get to the shore, and the Lord has an altar, a space full of coals with fire, full of fish that we didn't bring, and full of bread. So, so he empowers you to succeed and you walk in on him only to find out he didn't need your help. And he, 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 he just wanted your success. He wanted you to resemble him. He didn't want you going through empty motions. He wanted you to receive. Hallelujah. He wanted you to receive. Now don't just think in the form of increase. Think in the form of becoming. Because it's not about what you get in your net. It's about who's throwing the net. Because if we throw the net out of guilt and condemnation and fear and just hope and wishful thinking, then we're throwing the net inconsistent with who we are in Christ. But if we're the redeemed of the Lord, if by his stripes we're healed, if the joy of the Lord is our strength, if we're the head and not the tail, if we have something to shout about, if we have someone that we will praise, and we throw that net with authority over the fish of the sea. And he blessed them and he gave them dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the creeping things, the cattle, and over all the earth. That's just Christianity. If you put it off till you get to heaven, there'll be nothing to do. You get to heaven, you're not going to use your faith to build any mansions. You get to heaven, you're not going to use your faith to donate for one street of gold. You get to heaven, you're not going to use your faith to get healed of one single symptom. You just fly away. And by the looks of the Christian world at large, many of them will be carried by people like you and I. But this is Christianity. I didn't get born again to just do this and throw salt over my shoulder and knock on wood. I'm called by God to invade this world with the good news of the gospel. So watch what happens in the 21st chapter 
of the Gospel of John. Watch what happens. The Lord said, bring ye of the fish you have now caught. And the original Greek says, you have caught now. The grammar is different. I like that because it has now at the end of it. You have caught now. In other words, forget about all the night when you didn't catch. Now you see me and I see you. Now we fellowship around what church is like. This is the definition of the church. And the scripture says Peter ran and grabbed the net. He probably got, had to get some help. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't say that. But he probably did over 4,000 or so pounds. Right? And so, but, but it says Peter grabbed the net and pulled it to the shore. And the Lord said, bring ye of the fish you have caught now. Or present of the fish you caught. The original Greek says present. This is a very, very Lord is present tithe and offerings. This is, this is Melchizedek is here. And he says, now bring you of the fish that you've caught now. Well, how did we catch now? I've empowered you. It sounds like I'm, I'm preaching a, a tithe message. I'm not preaching a tithe message. I'm not preaching a tithe. Bring ye of the fish you've caught now. Why? Does he need it? You know what's going to happen to that fish when it gets on his coals? See, those coals to me, they resemble no separation between the will of God with the Lord and the experience of the saints in fellowship with him. But rather it's an open gateway of connection just like the ladder, just like the angel, just like the Lord. Hallelujah. And when we bring of that which we've, 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 he's enabled us to prosper with, whatever it is, even if I have a miracle, I'm called to testify about it. And I do. You know, sometimes you have to say things like a thousand times before, before people hear it. But that's okay because there is power in your testimony. So we're seeing coals, we're seeing fire. And this is for the first time the Lord is revealing himself this way. So the entire shore is different. Never do we have another account where he appears where everything around him is also affected by his making himself known. So he's not just showing that he's not in the grave anymore. He's showing that he's also involved in our activity. He's showing that he's also involved in our results. He's showing that he's also involved in our invitation and our fellowship and communion with him. And he's also showing that he has his own supply to bring to our table of union. Do you see what I mean? And we don't even know where that came from. His fish and his bread. So then he takes fish and he takes bread and he serves bread first and then fish likewise to the apostles. So those are, those are like the, the, the people. And, and here's what I know. 
I know that the Lord appeared to 500 at least. How many know that's in the scriptures? So whenever the Lord appeared, he did not leave it to visual. He always left it to also inspectional. Handle me and see. A ghost doesn't have flesh and bone as you see me have. So for the most part, any private appearances to a handful of people or, or, or 12 apostles or 24 people, the, the women were present. He said, touch me, check it out. I'm not a mirage. Which means that in the human race, within the church, the DNA of knowing what it's like to be invited to handle the risen Savior is already in the DNA of our forefathers. And when we heard the word, we didn't just hear words, we heard the word filled with the knowing. And that went into us and we know what it's like to allow the living one to regenerate and refuel every part of our life. If you believe it, jump up to your feet and shout like you've never shouted in your life. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.